Oh, hey, hey, Travis, and hey, Amenemi. Amenemi. Oh boy, that's a whole thing. Amenemi. Yeah, thanks for joining. Yeah, uh, we're kind of just uh, hanging out here. We're, we're recording this episode of a podcast, and uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you about this, Chris, but um, Travis oh, and I were talking the other day. Uh, Tinas. Uh, ah. He. Uh, we were talking about doing a. Um, um, we were talking about doing a uh, like a. Boy, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing that I'm not even said yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were talking about doing a demo reel review stream oh that would be beautiful because uh tinos does a lot of demo review kind of stuff and i asked him if he was interested and he said yeah so i think that'd be that's great pretty cool stream for the community um i think that'd be a lot of fun demo reels are hard we're actually working on our own right now yes currently they are hard um i have not made one and i haven't even really seen very many of them and in fact zero well no i saw one the strike cast guys have one but yeah, one of the things that we, one of the panels I went to at GameSoundCon talked about the best uh, practices for making demo reels. Yeah. And yeah. And like number one thing was like, keep it under a minute and uh, the sweet spot's like 45 seconds. And yeah. Yeah. The Strikecast one is like, it's, you know, they're not to single them out. It's just the only one that I've seen, but yeah. It's very much like their first, it opens up to, you know, here's a bunch of new sounds we made for Ori in the Blind Forest, and that alone runs for, like, maybe at least 30 seconds. And it's like, well, this is nice, but if you're going to pack in everything that you want to convince somebody, you got to want to move through it really pretty quick. You know, I, I it's kind of interesting, too, because it really depends on what kind of medium you're doing a demo reel for. I mean, we're, we're audio, true. but I was talking with, like, Carlos, for example, um who does art my roommate mm-hmm. and uh showing the actual process for how i work and such goes yes. a long way um and then f- first impressions as well is really important just like first thing you show is like oh high quality sound mm-hmm. here's a little bit of the process for how i did it and then people can get the idea of what's happening immediately if you just yeah. show the step by step with just video like video and audio is so powerful to uh, make someone feel exactly what's happening in a demo reel of sorts. So. Well, that's the thing too is like whenever I think about the demo reel that I eventually have to make for Blip Sounds, in my mind, the best way to present it is like a somehow more condensed version of the sound recreate videos that we do. Pretty much, uh, Tom Todia, he's the audio director at EA. Um, I had a table or a exhibit booth at a convention local here in Orlando, and he came by and he was like. He, he knew about blip sounds and blip, blip sounds was only like a couple months old at this point oh, wow. but he he walked by and i was like showing off the demos and such I, we were just talking about like blip sounds and how it's grown and he was just like yeah and like your your demo materials like was like top-notch stuff um and that wasn't even like intended to be demos but like the the kind of example that the sound recreate videos show is that like oh like i'm, I'm getting the idea for your whole process and i think it does depend on like what kind of projects you're applying for. Mm-hmm. I think that the sound recreate videos are a lot better for us as contractors because we're showing our whole process for sound design. But somebody like uh, Tinos, who's um, who does it, uh, any sort of demo reel stuff, I feel like maybe that wouldn't be as valuable. Maybe I don't know. Like for for like somebody that is is currently in AAA or something like that, if that makes sense. It certainly makes sense for it to be project specific, like. 
yeah. the composition demo reel versus a sound one versus well one. i also mean like showing i think that people are more impressed that don't know about sound design when they so like when somebody that doesn't know about sound design sees our demos and they are an independent game developer that wants to contract out for a sound designer. When they see us record sounds from scratch and stuff, I think that's more impressive on the indie level or the smaller than AAA mm. level. But mm. AAA level might be a little bit more just like quality driven. Um, I see. But I think that there is definitely an element of. I actually no, I don't think that's true. I, now that I think about it, like I, 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 I well, never I, really think about demo reels, but like. I really think how it goes. Well, go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I was going to say you might be onto something though. Just considering, like, if you're, if you need to show a demo reel to a AAA gang, like they already know that you can make sounds. They want to know how good your sounds are going to be, and so to show the the first impression too. Yeah, the show the process wouldn't be quite as important, um, I think, because everybody you're you know you're jumping into a group of sound people audio directors sound designers to join a team of people whereas if you're dealing with devs like there's plenty of people who make games who don't even know how like 101 for sound design and so if you show them the process like that alone is going to be very impressive but if you're a, you know go if you go the triple a route it's like we we know you can make sounds that's the job description so you, the fact that you applied is already enough proof that you can do it how good are you at it yeah and so you could present that in two different ways i think that's fair yeah, I am curious to do the whole portfolio demo reel review thing because I, I'm curious to see like how much inno- room for innovation there is in a demo reel. Mm-hmm. You have one demo reel, and then that gives a good first impression and it impresses the person with your sound design skills. Mm-hmm. Then the second one would likely... Um, we, we talk about demo reels so much, or somebody's talking about <laughs> demo reels in the Discord server so much um, all the time. But... Uh, yeah, first one is sound design. The second one is probably more integration chops and such. Yeah. Um, how often do people really show their personality in a demo reel? Right, because you know we've talked a bunch of times about how easy you are to work with is one of the most important things and whether or not you land a job. Yeah, and being likable is also a really... Yeah, well, and yeah, I think those definitely go hand in hand. Sure, sure. But yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's how, how you present that. And you don't want to present it in a way that's like... If you start off a, a demo reel with a, hey guys, it's me, Ryan. I'm a funny guy. Yeah, everybody <laughs> says I'm awesome. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's like, okay, well, how's your, let your skills do the talking, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but if you think of it another way too, like, it's really easy, I think, in the sound design community to be a part of the sound design community. Like, it doesn't take long before you could probably befriend anyone who could vouch for you to say, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. To, to know yeah and and then the only thing left is to show that you know what you're doing yeah no that's true and i i think though that a lot of people are applying online and such um and i think that there is definitely an element of like somebody knows a guy and they know another person mm-hmm. and if one of us were to apply to bungie for example yeah um we'd know probably like three or four people there oh really like, yeah uh, I, know, I know one for sure but i don't know that's a, that's all i can say I don't know anybody. Else. Oh wait, oh, sorry. I'm thinking of three four three. I'm sorry. Oh okay. I know three or four people there. Yeah. Is is Adam at Bungie right now? Yeah, Adam's at Bungie. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Um. Okay, he's the one that he's the one person I know then. At yeah. Bungie. Yeah. Um, Same. <laughs> we're we're allowed to say that, right? He he. That's. I like, don't well, see why no. not. I know he. Yeah. Work, I mean, he does work there. He he talks about it a lot. Yeah. He's okay. certainly not like. 
He's not, not like shy Bungie to doesn't talk. know he works there. <laughs> 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 pull like a stands and just walk in one day <laughs> and pretend to have a job. <laughs> Adam's like, oh, yeah, I'm having trouble finding work again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this my office? This is great. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning it down now for future editing reference. That's um, fine. Yeah. I just keep um, looking at this. There's this message in the Blipstream chat from Kai Jones from when we did that stream that just says, can you do a video on how many sounds you can make with the burp? Thanks. Okay, bye forever. And like, they're actually two, com they're two different messages with a decent amount of time between them because that just happened to be when we were finishing up the stream. But yeah, just thinking, yeah. looking at that after the fact, that's a great, that's very funny. I don't, I think they do actually, a video on how to make burp sounds by forever. <laughs> I think, I think that did happen like back to back though, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But it was more timing than like actually leaving like they're not related to each other; they're just <laughs> next to each other. Yeah, true, true. But I think that's a great idea. You know, especially I mean, we if just, Mac's involved. We just need Mac. Yeah, yeah. Um, he'll be on the podcast sometime soon. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I feel like the personality element. There's a lot of people that are just online and they're applying, and they have no way to show who they really are through yeah. just you know. A website, but I, I guess I guess that's where like the portfolio website comes in, and like the person can show their face, and yeah, or or even show their face in the recording part of their portfolio, or you know, or even in small editing stuff, they can show like how funny or cool something is. I don't know. I mean, and you could think of it too, like it being the make or break sort of ingredient too, because like let's say there's a job online, you got all the qualifications you need, you throw them at them, and they say, hey, this guy looks like he knows what he's doing. And that's when they get an opportunity to talk to you. And if you seem like you're well up your own ass and they, you just, you know, you're not going to be part of the team, then they'll toss you out, even though you're qualified. Whereas the opposite direction, you know, that could be he, you know, fits the bill and he's pleasant to talk to. You're hired. Yeah. And, and I guess a, a lot of interview processes will have different stages. So one of them will be like, oh, um, let's hear their sound design skills. Let's have them do a test of some sort and then if they do well on that side of things then we'll have them do uh we'll, we'll, we'll fly them out here for an interview or maybe they'll do like a phone inter interview first yeah. or something like that um i know that's yeah. what i know that's what like bigger ones like uh rockstar they they had my friend do a test um like a, for programming and i think another friend of mine was applying mm -hmm. for 343 and had to do a sound design test or something like that but I think that that interview process would be like the point where it's like, oh, this guy's a cool guy. Like I can see, I can. Mm -hmm. This guy, this guy bleeds with motivation. This guy, this guy would be like a really good team player. This guy would have great presence on the team, and maybe that would be the separating factor between yeah. two people that are equal, or even, or even somebody that doesn't really is like a newbie yeah. or whatever. Like you could be underqualified, but be more pleasant than the overqualified person, and pick get picked anyway. So my roommate, Mitch, he's a cinematic artist at EA, and he does a lot oh, of the wow. trailers and stuff for nice. that you see. Yeah, it's super cool. He did, like, all of the last, like, four years of Madden trailers. And I think, like, he's also done NBA Live or 2K or whatever it's called. Um, but anyways, he... Uh, you always talk about how many, how I seem to have an endless list of connections in terms of people getting things done, but it's like, just named so many people that do so many interesting things. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, and that's all in Orlando too. That which is mm -hmm. people don't expect, but right, we got some good sure. peeps here. Um, it's just that EA is the only real big company out here, while Seattle has like Google and Facebook and oh yeah, three four three Bungie, Pop. And that one thing that that Jeff guy does that no one's ever heard of. 
the one thing that that Jeff guy does. Amazon. Uh, <laughs> uh, that Jeff guy, he also does cool stuff out mm-hmm. there. Um, but I was gonna say about my roommate Mitch. He uh, when he applied to EA, he he was actually not qualified at all. He was only like a year or two out of college. Um, mm-hmm. And how how EA works at least is they bring people on as contractors. Um, for like a specific period of time and then they'll have them on for like a year or two and then they'll they'll maybe offer like another contract basically and then maybe within a year or two they'll bring them on full time or something like that um so they kind of have like a test bed period for like a year or six months Mm -hmm. to two years something like that yeah i've had a few uh, i've had a few tech jobs that were that went that route sure sure um and uh, he was the least qualified out of like three or four people, mm-hmm. um, and everyone was like, "Oh no, he he doesn't even he doesn't like football, like you know, because it was for Madden for for the most part." And he was like, "Oh, you, you don't play football, you don't do this, you don't do that, um, yeah, or, or you you don't have any qualifications." But the his manager, his boss, before he got hired, was like, "Oh, this guy knows his stuff. Like I can see it in his art how good he is." Hmm. like he's he's really really good like he's better than all these other guys he like has a great understanding for uh composition and art and like color and all that stuff and i that's what got him the job like his his raw just like experience that he's had and a short amount of time cool it spoke further than his experience yeah, case did. in point over than his qualifications was like you know you just it's just so nice when you meet people who get it whatever it might be it's like you you get it even if it's life in general it's so nice yeah for sure hold on brian's here brian are brian's you, uh, here brian are oh you, my god are you are you do you want to hop on or are you <laughs> yeah brian so what we're doing now is we're starting to uh we're we're doing i think we're gonna start recording a podcast episode weekly um on Wednesdays, yeah, we're, we're we decided to move our weekly podcast recording into Discord because we're talking about how like for the most part, I I personally don't know of any podcasts that have the ability for people to you know ask questions or sort of interact live as it is happening, and it seemed like a nice way to you know incorporate people and separate ourselves and not have to come up with things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can talk about Brian. So we're recording this while we're doing this, Brian. So like, I guess like if we were to do any sort of podcast stuff in the future, um, we'd probably just have you, um, we, you, you would have to record your own end basically. Um, oh yeah. I suppose you wouldn't be showing up in this conversation. We're no- talking to nobody right now. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yes. pretty much. Like so, they we just responded saying pretty much and yes to absolutely nothing. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll fill in that empty space with the sound of a seal barking and clapping. <laughs> ah yes! Wow, Brian! Wow, that's so impressive! Wow! Yes. All right, well, it'll just spin be around. that sound, but it'll be part of very normal. Just you know, we'll just respond to it as if that's how he talks and we understand him. <laughs> Brian's so brilliant. <laughs> wow, Brian, that's a really good point. Man, so so beautifully said. You know? Well, don't say. I mean, now you're just—you wouldn't say that to him normally. So why would, I would. you do it now that he's a seal? <laughs> hey, uh, Blip community, question. Um, we were talking about doing the uh, the competition review live. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on doing like, if we did like a live stream where we were reviewing the sounds from the competition live, and then you guys can kind of interact with chat and like give thoughts or maybe ask questions about specific sounds too. Um, we got one guy who loves it. The sound effects guy, my boy. Yep. Oh. Eminem and he loves it. 
I thought I figured out how to say that earlier while we were talking. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it'd be a pretty cool idea though, and uh, yeah, I, I think I feel like we're gonna end up having our stream schedule set to like Friday and Wednesday is probably what it's gonna end up being. Um, Wednesday will be podcast, and then Friday will be some sort of variant with video. Wonderful. I had I was going to say lately, I've had some updated thoughts on the thematic sound design stuff that we talked about before. That might yeah. that might sort of outline it a little bit better. Because I keep, I had to go back and listen to it a couple of different times for various reasons. And we talked a little bit about the best example that was sort of given aside from the Hyperlight Drifter stuff was like, if you're going to record sword effects sounds and you'll want to use something that's metal. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But on a wider scope, like something that I've sort of picked up doing this game that I'm working on now is like, you know, it's, it's a battle of the bands RPG. There's everything about it is very instrumental and you know centered around being in a band and so the thematic sound design angle of that is how many of the sounds that i need for this can be made using a guitar or you know static or electricity or something related to the band and that i think fits the macro design perspective a little bit cleaner and also the thematic sound design perspective a little bit cleaner rather than just if you're going to use if you need water then use water <laughs> yeah, and but I, I think I think with something like Death Bolt, mm-hmm. which is the RPG. Yeah, I keep I keep going back and forth on whether or not I should say the name of it, but I might no, as no, well. pr- promote it. It, yeah. it helps the it helps the game. And oh, it's okay, a good game. Yeah, so I'm working um, on a game called Death Bolt. Yeah. Um. So the specifically with that theme for a game, it gets it can get really hard because one guitar, you know, it's a guitar every time yeah it's when it when it plays you know yeah it's a little limited in that sense um however i would be curious to hear like if if we were to add some sort of variation like say that we were to have some sort of um a a dock that you're walking on a wooden dock Mm -hmm. um and we were to take an acoustic guitar and like have like footstep sounds on it or something like Mm -hmm. that or like if we were to break a guitar when like something made of wood broke um, or, you know, just choosing something instrumental or something musical might be interesting. Right. And there are probably more than enough instruments or things that instruments have that can be utilized for those. Right. Sounds. And that's kind of the fun of it is like trying to figure out. And that's, and that train of thought is also what led me to that idea I had where it's like that, that comp, sort of competition, sort of not sort of challenge, whatever you want to call it, where it's like, see how many sounds that you can get out of one thing. Just from one, yeah. just just sounds in general. Not even necessarily sounds for a thing. Just pick one thing and just the number of sounds different that you can get out of it. And that's kind of where that came from. Is like, because I was thinking about using instruments exclusively for every sound that I make uh, for that game. And then I was thinking about like my violin that I have in the closet, for example. And it's like, how many sounds could I make out of that violin? Could I do a lot? And yeah, and so it's like. And that's where I was just like, well, how many could it get? And so I just started thinking about all the different ways that you could do stuff with it to get something new. And it's all just part of sitting around looking out the window. But yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. I think that fit, I think that is a much better way of describing thematic sound design in a, something that's applicable, like demonstrable, I suppose. And I wonder if we were to do something like, what if we used a guitar pick to activate whatever we're recording yeah you know? that's i the the ui sound in the first in the opening menu doesn't have any sounds and i wanted to use a guitar pick on like the top 
you know, the guitar where you, before the, I don't know how guitars work. You know where the tuners are a, and those all the strings yeah, up there um, that you are before the neck itself, and you just you know Brian help just us click down on one of those and just this, get this really really quick light, and that that's the sound made for making selections in the UI, and it came from that. That was the one of the ideas I had. That's the one. Yes. Because isn't what's that yeah. thing at the top? But it's not the bridge because the bridge is down at the bottom, right? Or is that? I don't know. The nut. Yeah, and I think sound effects guy knows what I'm on about is the nut where the strings actually cross over onto the fretboard from the tuners. That's what I'm talking about. So everything, yeah, everything above the nut. It's the sound, yeah. Yep, and so it would just like pick a single string. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, just a guitar pick and just, you know, any one of the strings, whichever one made the most sense. And then that would be the, you know, switching between new game, continue, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right, and then maybe when you select something, that you you like strum all of them at once. Yeah. Yeah, just to give like a little bit of more of a satisfying feedback. Yeah, I love things when things are really simple and elegant and they work really well. That's the best. Yeah, the game is really interesting because it's very um, in your face. That's true. And we're we were talking with the the music composers of the game, and we were talking about ma making the music more dynamic throughout the game because the game has such an in-your-face nature. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they were really like thinking about it necessarily at the time, but... No, I think it's just the style. Yeah, I think they were just making music, but um, we came in and we said, hey, we want to make more of a difference between the battle themes and the overworld themes so that when you go from overworld to battle and back and forth, you actually feel less or more intense depending on how you're going into mm -hmm. it. Yeah, there's a sense of urgency that becomes into existence that was not already there. Right. I'm, I'm curious, like, doing something like the the nut uh, strum, Yeah. I'm curious how that would fit in the game, because even the dialogue and, like, the characters are very, like, aggressive and in your face, like, in a, in a funny way. Like, it's it's in on the mm -hmm. joke for sure, but... And I'm curious how, how that change that we suggested is going to go in the game as well. Yeah. I Yeah, because I don't know enough about composition to understand like what you would do to that overworld song to make it less intense. It's just sonic quality, really. It's like it's it's the same thing as sound design. It's just dynamics, you know? Like, yeah. uh, just like turning down the drums would make it a lot softer, for example, or cutting mm -hmm. out the drums, or choosing instruments that don't have as fast of an attack. Oh, okay. That means, yeah, I can I understand it that way. That makes sense. Yeah, so like if you were to use violins over drums, for example, it would mm -hmm. naturally be a lot softer because the attack on violins are a lot softer. Yeah. And and that's why like orchestration is so cool because like brass instruments are way more intense than stringed instruments and then woodwinds are kind of the middle ground between them or can be depending on the register and instrument that you're using. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can also, along with that, if you want to enhance that envelope, of the instrument, then you can always use percussion to like go on those downbeats of the melody hitting each new note. I really wish I had a guitar here because there are so many things that I want to play around with in terms of sound making that I can't do. So <laughs> I have to like try to explain to someone with a guitar what I want sure. them to make and hope that it comes out the way I want. Well, we do. I mean, actually, I don't know why. Ship me we one. Didn't... Ship you one? Um, yeah. You know, I do have two in here that I'm, I haven't been using much. Um, I'm not going to stop you from turning that not, joke into a reality. I'm, I'm not going to make it into a reality because I want my guitars here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just just shut it down. Fair. That's fine. It was a joke until you decided, you know, everything's a joke until it's serious. And it's like, <laughs> Do you mean that? I don't know. Do I don't know. Can you say yes? <laughs> uh, you could probably get a pretty cheap guitar somewhere, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I know. I have, I've looked nowhere and I'm out of ideas. So I, I should <laughs> 
Very good. I'm glad you're working so hard to get that guitar. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, wish I had a guitar heavy. here. Has put zero effort into actually trying to yeah, get a guitar. Yeah, it's like that. Jeez, I just... It's one of my favorite Simpsons lines of all time is, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> I think about that all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a little bit too real for a lot of people, I feel like. I know. That's why it's so good. Sweet. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Come to the Discord server if you want to come listen with us, and we'll see you guys yeah, then. Yeah, we'll be, probably be doing things like this weekly I, probably, I think we're probably going to just switch to doing it the podcast this way yeah I think. I think it's a lot better so Wednesdays mm-hmm. at I think right now it's Wednesdays at 3 um, we'll provide updates if that, that changes at all mm-hmm. indeed I, I was uh, we had an arcade in the mall when I was a kid and they had two wing and midnight, midnight machines and my friend's uncle was the manager there and so we went and we had a lock-in. We got we went to the arcade, and then he locked the doors overnight when the mall closed, and we just played games all night. We had, like, a maximum two tournament and all kinds of stuff. It was, like, five or ten of Did us. Did he know that you guys were there? Yeah, he he he, so he hosted it. Like, he's like, come cool. down here for a lock-in. It's going to be sweet. And it was That sounds exactly terrifying. That. Oh, it was fantastic. And this di- <laughs> hey, come get locked in an arcade with me. Yeah, it was great. I mean... <laughs> No, Jerry is not going to be able to take any more than two of us at a time, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>